0: creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey McLetty, and I'm building my company, McLetty Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast, where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. You are an entrepreneur. You run the business Girls Soccer Worldwide. It's uh, a really impactful business. I can hear the passion in which you speak about it and how much you care about the people that you're helping. Can you talk to me about what Girls Soccer Worldwide is and the mission behind it?
1: Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Well, I first want to tell you what we're not, and that is we are not a club. And I think the reason why I say that is because in our name, um, it can give the perception that we are a club. So um, we are a movement. We're a nonprofit, and we focus on empowering girls to rise out of poverty through sports, education, and leadership opportunities.
0: Can you give me an example of someone that you've helped in some of the things that you do?
1: Absolutely. Um, We are locally and abroad. We started uh, in Badaway, which is Paraguay, uh, in 2016, and we have one specific girl, and I'll use her as an example because most of our community knows a lot of her life story, but she was the very first girl that we met living in extreme poverty. And um, she had this courage to walk up to us uh, with a bag of cleats, and you know it's it's one of those things we always say that with a ball at your feet you we sp- we speak the same language, and um, she held her cleats up as a way to say hey I'm one of you, um, let's do this type of a thing, and she showed up in this space of courage and has never left our left our side since then. Um, she went from a young girl that wasn't given opportunity to play soccer. Well, let me rephrase that. She was given an opportunity to play, but it was with boys and it was her and one other girl that were playing in a team uh, with boys, but wasn't allowed to actually play with girls because girls in this community weren't really encouraged and I think essentially just weren't allowed to actually play the game simply because they were girls. And when we got on the plane in 2016, that was our, that was our goal and our mission at that point, was just to change the cultural mindset to give these girls a space that they deserve to have, they can have and should be um, in to gain the life skills that every boy next to them gets to gain through team sports, so and her story is a big one that would be like a full podcast in itself <laughs> so but it's her name's Maria
0: amazing amazing and Maria's in Paraguay
1: she lives in Paraguay
0: amazing what what are some of the other things that you've done for the community cuz you do some things in this in Livermore where we're from and how does that how do those things impact what you do on a global scale cuz it seems like you're everywhere
1: well, I think the one thing I can mention is that we're, it's really centered around girls, empowering girls. And we focus on the whole girl. You know, yes, we talk about sports, we talk about education, keeping girls in school. Um, for the first time, we have girls going to college, girls that are becoming the first in their family to attend college. And it's not just about keeping them in a school f- and pathway of long-term education, but it's really to set a stage for them to have a career.
0: How do you guys impact that? What do you guys do to help them get to that point?
1: We take the financial responsibility and burden off of their family because if you are living in poverty and you have the the challenge of feeding your family and keeping food on your table or paying for your child to go to school, you're naturally gonna go, you're in survival mode. You're going to feed your family, right? And do everything you possibly can to make sure that happens. And so when girls are 14 or 15 years old, a lot of times they're pulled out of school to either t- stay home and take care of siblings so parents can go to work, or they're, they're told to go to work and their education gets replaced with labor. And what goes alongside that is their dreams and any idea that they ever thought that they could be or would want to be. Wow. So we take the financial burden off of the family, pay for all the expenses to ensure that they stay in school. Um, and what comes with that, we're also putting food on the table so it's really about meeting these families where they're at and um, to the point if girls don't have a safe space to lay their head down at night and they're impacted by the weather or they um, don't have light in their house or whatever it is that's preventing them to feel safe or to be able to study at night we're going to find a solution for that and when girls have a safe space at home, it adds stability in all areas of their life. And at that point, they can truly focus on the sports education and leadership opportunities. So for us, it is about meeting them exactly where they're at. And that can be different for every girl, right? And that's this, um, the, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, more of what we do.
0: Amazing. Where, where do you guys generate the funds from?
1: It's here, right here. And a lot of it's right here in the Bay Area, primarily. Most of it is in the Bay Area. Um, but everything is donor funded right now. Wow. Yeah. So our donors here in the community are building homes for girls that don't have a safe space to, you know, sleep in. Um, But what that is doing, and I can go back to Maria's story. For the longest time, we didn't share the fact that we were building homes or building bathrooms because we didn't want to be misread as Habitat for Humanity, which is an amazing organization. But when we set out, you know, with this mission to create a, a safe space for girls to play, which naturally evolved into education, which then naturally evolved into providing leadership skills and empowering them to be a voice within their community.
0: Well, you I mean, you, you solve one problem and then the next problem pops up that you have to solve and then the next yeah. one pops up that you have to solve, right?
1: It naturally evolved into something we never thought was ever going to be wow. our our... our we, I'm going to derail for a second. It's okay. We followed a nudge, right? Got on that plane and what we thought was the sole purpose, there was always something much bigger at play, right? And I think a lot of it, it was just us kind of taking a step back at times and really seeing it unfold to what it truly is today. And this year was really impactful for us because we were forced to take a step back and we always say we built this amazing ship and we had to take the time to put the nuts and the bolts in the bottom of it to stay sustainable because that is really a key piece of who we are. We're not a drop and go organization. We really thrive in the fact that when we start with a community, we're not gonna end. Like we're gonna continue to see these girls grow. And the idea is that we're creating this voice within the community to inspire the community itself to create change from within right that's where sustainability comes from so um, when we talk about maria and we talk about these building of the homes and the bathrooms is that we were we had this fear of don't say any of that because we're going to be misread people will not trust us the credibility we will be lost because we're like how are you using soccer now what are you doing like you guys got to figure it out type of a thing but when we took a step back we realized the first thing we ever did was we built maria a bathroom And that's what changed the trajectory of how she looked at herself. That was what changed the trajectory of seeing what she deserved or believed what she deserved to have. She felt seen, she felt heard. She, you know, no longer, um, she started to feel safe. And when we built that bathroom the next year that we took that trip, her mom actually came to us and said, in tears, You know, thank you for doing that. Thank you for actually seeing something that she really needed because of the age that she was. She didn't have the privacy that every girl deserves. Every human deserves, right? Um, People started to invade that uh, privacy a little bit more than ever should happen. And so that gave her this sense of safety. And it just kind of grew from there. Like she, she believed internally that she deserved more. And that's what... Push the trajectory of her life to actually see. Okay, I can now actually step into all these other things, and that can make a external impact, internal impact. Yeah, does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. It's the those intersection are,
1: of the it's the intersection in between. Yeah, where they all meet.
0: Yeah, those are some deep things that you handle. I mean, helping helping girls get access to team sports and learn the things that they need to building bathrooms. So she has the privacy that she wants, which is rooted from a problem of her privacy being invaded. How did you get into something like this? What, what made you take the step forward on taking on these big problems? Cause I'm sure it's a heavy burden on your shoulders sometimes.
1: Are you referring to the nonprofit itself? Yeah. Oh, that's a deep, um, cause there's, that's a little more complicated than that. It's not a one-off answer. Um, and again going back to what i was saying we took the nudge you know for me the gsw story is a god story and i think sometimes we get afraid to listen to that inner voice that we have um, even to the extent when i was 23 i knew that i knew that I, I was a photographer i found the love and the passion of the gift in the camera in fact i built a business i grew a business i became a professional photographer but i always knew at the heart of it when i was that young that I was given the gift to document third world countries and to educate. I used to always say pop our bubble. Like I, I believe that that was a, a mission of mine. Right. Wow. But because life takes over, I put it on a shelf. And there was always something missing inside me. There was always something like I just could not put my hand on and it was like what I put on the shelf. Right. Um, and that's my part of the story, but then Walter also has his part of the story who was co-founder. Um, and he, again, in 2015, his story begins back when, in 1991, he was a semi-pro soccer player in this very small rural community that we work in, or that we started in, I should say, because we've expanded since then. And he was so taken back by the poverty, um, or so taken back by the generosity of this community who had so little but gave him so much. And he made a promise that when he left, that if he was to make a way for himself, he would come back and give back life move forward 25 years later he ends up in the us coaching girls soccer seeing how girls are being raised in the sport and kind and just had this reflective moment of what would my sister's life have been like if they would have actually had access to the sport that i was privileged to have because in the latin community girls don't play the sports very machismo and i think that's the thing when you are in the us you're like girls play soccer everywhere i don't understand no but this is very isolated in most places of the world. Girls have a place they are taught. They have a place and that is not to be dirty. That is not to compete and you don't take over a sport that was actually created for men. So, you know, he went back, he got this nudge in 2015 to get on a plane to go back to this community and said, Hey, I have an idea. I want to, I want to help. I want to build a team. I want to do something. And they flat out said, girls don't want to play. And he was like, well, I disagree with you because we do truly believe that girls are girls regardless of where they are born, it's just where they're born and what they have access to. So if they want to play here and girls have the heart and the passion and the drive for it, why wouldn't it be the same, you know, 6,000 miles away? So what he added, he came back with this vision and said, okay, you know, what if we take girls here who have the gift, the love and the passion and we go to this community where girls are taught that they don't deserve to have that passion. Um, and we inspired each other, right? expose the girls here that have access to a lot and let them see how the rest of the world, not the rest of the world, a big part of the world lives, um, and use their gifts and their inspirations to be able to inspire this other community that of what these girls should believe.
0: Hey guys, so just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're getting value from this, I'd love it if you would leave a review. I'm growing this completely organically, aka no ad spend, so it would be a huge help. I appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. Um,
1: but the idea was girls here and girls there were building a bridge of empowerment between two communities that needed each other yeah but didn't realize they needed each other
0: it's using one group to inspire the other and vice versa
1: and you know the reason why we you know the thought for the girls here is we also live in a community where you know there's a lot of challenges you know we talk about poverty but there's also inner poverty that we don't talk about very much right why is there such a high drug abuse why is the suicide rate so high why is this feeling and loss of emptiness and struggle, right? And what Walter really came down to is the lack of purpose, right? So, and a lack of purpose can be found if you just have the courage to actually seek something outside of what you naturally know. Does that make sense? So what happened when we got on that trip, including myself, um, you know, we were exposed to things that we only heard of on TV. And, you know, pictures and videos only show so much, but when you actually live it and breathe it, and we showed up at Maria's house and actually saw her living condition and saw that her bathroom was a hole in the ground, right? Saw that her house was a shack. Like you walked in and you could see outside, not because it's a window, because there's wooded slats. So if it rained, what's protecting her, right? So this experience is what literally flipped so many of our lives for that pain, given pain and purpose, right? Um, it not only changed the trajectory of so many of these girls going back and going, okay, maybe what I complained about in that morning I left, it really isn't that important.
0: That perspective is unbelievable. And I bring that up all the time, just mm-hmm. within, just within even business. Because as much as I care and I love my business and mm-hmm. I want to grow it, Whenever I see a problem that arises that makes me feel like, oh shit, this whole thing could crumble, I always take a deeper perspective. And I think what really allowed me to do this is another horrible situation that I witnessed. I was on Instagram and I saw a horrible situation with what was going on in Israel.
1: Mm.
0: When Hamas attacked Israel, and I'm not gonna speak on that situation, but I saw some horrible things being mm-hmm. done to a woman actually. And that clicked in my head because I was actually going through a difficult time with my business at that time. Um, with some changes that were happening. And I started thinking to myself, I'm stressed out about this, but how easy would it have been for me to be born somewhere else? And how much of an insult is it for me to be upset and sad and feel like my life sucks because of this situation when somebody else is going through something so much more difficult? And Mm -hmm. I've taken that perspective over the last month with my team as well. Yes, we're growing. Yes, we're doing things that are hard right now. But our hard is not a, we, we can't put food on the table, we're getting abused, we can't do basic things hard. Our hard is we're trying to grow. And I think everybody in the planet, on the planet would rather have that hard than can't put food on the table, can't survive like a human being mm-hmm. deserves to survive. So that extra perspective unlocks so many different opportunities. And that's actually what's helped me manage my stress better. Because this isn't stressful. At the end of the day, if I don't do this... The Worst thing that happens is I learn and I do it better the next time. It's not I can't put food I can't eat. I can't sustain my body. It's not I don't have a roof over my head So that the level of perspective that you're talking about is is really deep and helps quite a bit in a lot of different aspects of life
1: Yeah, it's just You know now That's one situation right that you're talking about and I think we're all greatly impacted, but I think too is this isn't about us, right? Everything that we go through isn't necessarily about us. And I think sometimes when we remove ourselves from the scenario and remove our ego with it, Mm -hmm. it gives it perspective, right? And I think that was the whole purpose of traveling with girls to give them perspective, right? Um, Not to feel guilty. In no way, shape or form is our goal um, to make anyone feel guilty for what they have, but to give what you have a purpose. You know, to to use it differently, to to breathe in the space you're walking in differently, right? Um, have a sense of gratitude for what you actually have, because, you know, what happened is we're also getting over there, and, and it's like using that as a source of inspiration, because what it did is it kickstarted like this whole different trajectory for these girls that are over there. Like, I can do that. Like, who's to tell me that I can't do that? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Changing the narrative. And ever since then, there's just been this, we call it building the bridge of empowerment, you know, and it's really about girls, empowering girls, and we're creating a structure around it, but at the end of the day, what's actually taking place is girls' voices are getting strength and confidence, the courage, the character, the compassion, all those things that we talk about so often in our leadership programs to, you know give every breath that purpose to step in and actually be a source of inspiration for someone outside of yourself
0: yeah and your your mission you talked in the beginning about your mission being empowering girls to help them rise out of poverty and also be better leaders and i think the more Mm -hmm. perspective you can have as a leader the better leader you can be because your job as a leader is to help a group of people achieve a certain goal and when you have Mm -hmm. deeper perspective not only can you connect with each one of those individuals but you can also manage the stress of being a leader better as well. Because if you can have that perspective, you can reframe problems in a different way, not only for yourself, but for others. And a leader needs to be able to handle stress, needs to be able to handle problems and solve them. So you're giving these girls the greatest tool they need to be leaders in their community in whatever they decide to go into, even for their family as they raise their families they're gonna be able to help their children, they're gonna be able to help their, their husband or wife, whoever they're with even more because they've had this deeper level of perspective and also feeling more fulfilled with what their life has given them because living in Livermore, living in California, living in America is a blessing compared mm-hmm. to being born in, a, in, in an impoverished company like Paraguay or God forbid you end up living, you're in Israel at this time, something along those lines.
1: You know what they learn the most is simplicity. The gift in simplicity. The the travel and the see what is lacking, right? Mm. But in that, you know, there is this this gift in the simplicity of not having access to everything. Yeah. Right? In, In prior, me and you were talking about balance. Some people think the balance doesn't exist. I think there's beauty in balance, right? Of actually, but it's reframing it just like you said. It's about how do you actually... Take that and give it the right perspective mm-hmm. and how do you choose to use it to move you forward, right? Yeah, so um, The other thing I wanted to say towards what you were just saying is that with perspective, it's also Is it happening to me or is it happening for me? And yeah. I'm a big believer and I know you are too that when adversity steps in when pain steps in something, confusion, chaos and confusion, all those things that inevitably, if we're leaving and breathing on this earth, we are going to be faced with it sometime, right? But is it happening to me or for me? If it's happening to me, you gotta question your ego. That's what I'm talking about earlier, that making it about you. Yeah, Happening for you, absolutely that's let's reframe that let's actually put that into perspective let me take out whatever it is that's going to serve me that's going to actually push me change the trajectory of how i can step forward and set the rest aside right because adversity will own and control you if you let it but you get to choose the narrative right and that doesn't mean it's easy it gets better over time but um and i think that's the key in with leadership Uh, that is one of the most valuable things I think you can learn as a leader, um, and make that your legacy, make that something that you pass down to show somebody else how to actually, um, we can either make it easier or we can make it hard.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Isn't that in our choice?
0: Mm-hmm. Right? mm-hmm. My mom has a statement where she says, choose your hard. I think everything, yeah, I like is, that. everything is innately hard, but are you going to choose the hard that's going to help drive you forward? Or are you going to choose the hard that's going to hold you back? And And it's
1: my dad, this is, it's kind it's relevant to this. My dad always had this saying since I was little and I've never let go of it is, um, the day you stop learning is the day you stop living. So every time something comes in at me, I'm like, okay, opportunity to learn. Yeah. Right. Opportunity to learn and grow. Is it easy? No. Like, but that's, comfort is never a isn't always a positive thing in our lives.
0: Yeah, Right. absolutely. I, I think comfort is actually, it can be one of the things that holds most people back from fulfilling their deeper purpose. Because comfort is something that we, I mean, just as human beings, we want to conserve energy and we want to be comfortable. That's our brains are hardwired mm-hmm. to help us survive. And when we're more comfortable, we're laying down in bed, when we're more feeding our bodies, um, things that taste good, that hits our dopamine. It, it, those are the things that make us comfortable but they aren't the things that help us grow. And as human beings, we have to choose our purpose on how we're going to impact society and drive it forward. And Elon Musk actually has something in in his biography that he talked about. Things don't move forward on their own. We have to move Mm -hmm. them forward. If we stopped pushing technology forward and just stopped innovating, it would stagnate and actually regress. So if you're trying to make a large impact in society if you want to fulfill your purpose it's removing comfort from your daily life and getting yourself uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and really focusing on the growth because do you want to stay where you are and if you're not growing you're dying so always focus on growth always putting yourself in the right hard situation Mm -hmm. because everything's hard choose the hard that's going to help you fulfill your purpose
1: absolutely i was one thing i was thinking of when you said comfort comfort equals complacency
0: yeah